0: First and Cole with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on Tune in.
1: Let's expand the conversation. Bring in our good friend Cordell Stewart, my co-host on NFL No Huddle. Join us tomorrow for Eastern. All the fallout from today, Wayne Larrabee, radio voice of the Packers, will join us to dissect the game between the Falcons and the Packers. Cordell, you told me during the week that the Dallas Cowboy defense was pretty stout. What's going on? They're getting carved up by Trevor Simeon.
0: Well, good football being played. Uh, you see a, an offense by this Denver Broncos team that's using C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles very, very well. Uh, you see players like uh, Emmanuel Sanders catching good balls to Marius Thomas. I mean, they're doing a great job of, of moving the pocket also with Trevor Simeon and making plays and just keeping everything in the position to where there could be some high percentage throws. I mean, nothing crazy down the field, but everything being high percentage throws and the little whip route by Emmanuel Sanders where it looked like he was going on, going running a slant route and then all of a sudden came back out, of the defender slips down. Trevor Simeon does a great job of getting it to him in the, uh, in the front of the end zone. He gets in and scores a touchdown. Uh, Trevor Simeon right now, I mean, his numbers are, are really darn good, to say the least. Uh, he's throwing, putting up three touchdowns doing something against this defense that's very vanilla. Uh, they're just attacking all the voids they have in it, and that's what you're supposed to do. And That's why you line up every week to try to do the best you can to exploit some team's weaknesses. And so far, Marinelli's defense is, is looking pretty average, and it's, it's forcing Dak Prescott to have to do more. His look like he got tweaked. His ankle got tweaked. And Zeke Elliott, he, he looked like Zeke Elliott, looked like he's not getting much done. Uh, so they're applying the pressures to where they're supposed to and causing Dak Prescott to throw those intermediate passes which are very short passes and not allowing anything behind them. So I think Vance Joseph and his team, his coaching staff, are doing a phenomenal job of keeping everything in front of them and forcing them have to, to have to drive the football field by playing mistake-free football. And, and they're making them do everything but be mistake-free by not being able to convert on third downs throughout their drive.
1: Alongside Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety, I'm Brian Weber. We're breaking down the action with... My NFL No Huddle co-host, Cordell Stewart. Cordell, let's talk about the other team that plays in Los Angeles. On Tuesday, we were discussing the notion after the Chargers lost on the road in Denver. The Bolts may have moved from San Diego to L.A., but it feels like the same old Chargers. My man, they lost another dramatic game at home against Miami today.
0: Yeah, I saw Miami doing a phenomenal job. I thought Jake Cutler would scramble it. Being able to find styles in the back of the end zone, steals, excuse me, steals in the end zone when scrambling to make a play. Jay Cutler being Jay Cutler, seeing the offensive lineman really react to how he's playing the game. Uh, But I tell you what, Miami, with what they're doing right now, uh, it's really looking good. I think it's very complimentary, to say the least, to know that you have a quarterback that can throw the football down the field to a defense that's playing really strong and being able to travel on the road to go out to StubHub Stadium there in L.A. to be able to make some plays. And one thing I, I think when doing a comparison thing between Ryan Tannehill and Jay Cutler, uh, because Jay Cutler does know the system, outside of that, along with that, excuse me, along with that, you're seeing his 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 ability to get the ball in areas that I think Ryan Tannehill was not able to do it. Yeah, it was good to see him elude pressure and get out of the pocket, but when it comes down to making some of those, those let's, let's just call them, ad-lib plays. Jake Cutler is good at doing that, and, and I think Jake Cutler is with a football team overall as well as a coaching staff. I think that really gives him an opportunity to be able to make those plays and it be worth something because worst-case scenario, they don't convert on third down uh, and be able to get a first down. At least you can play the field position game, and they do have a good enough defense to be able to get themselves the ball back. So I think so far what we've seen from this Miami Dolphins team up until this point is that Jake Cutler being an addition to this team, even though his movements aren't as quick as we know they can because, of course, he's out of shape, he still is able, and these offensive linemen work and but our forum are still able to give him some time, he buy the time, and find those receivers, Landry's uh, to steals and all the other player playmakers on that offense down the football field. Cord- Cordell, last week we saw the Chicago Bears really push the Atlanta Falcons and was maybe one touchdown away from uh, winning that home opener. But this week, uh, not the same as they faced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Glennon did not perform well, even though you know he threw for more than 300 yards. But it's those two touchdowns and Ryan Pace, you know, put himself in a really tough predicament going out and paying Mike Glennon the money that he paid him. But then he goes back and he drafts Mr. Trubisky. So, are you in the frame of mind that it's time time to move away from Mike Glennon and just go ahead and let Mitch Trubisky kind of take his lumps and, and start out this season in Week Three? I mean, you can. I mean, you don't you don't want to jump too fast uh, because you know when you go with the young kid, that's it. You know, you're not you're not going back to Mike Glennon. So, I think this is one of those cases and situations where I think you make sure that you've exalted all the the opportunities and, and things that you can to allow Mike, Mike Glennon to be successful. But yet when you go in the first half, you go 9 of 12, three incompletions, two of those three incompletions were INTs. And points, uh, when it comes to turnovers, you saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team end up getting 20 points off of those turnovers from, from this football team. So when you think about that, it's it, it's really disturbing. When one you knew you had opportunities last week but yet this week you came up short but you came up short really big yes you better believe that's probably in the minds of more than sure the front office as well as some of the coaches but I think this is one of those cases and situations to where you know when do you pull Mike Glennon is it to give Mitchell Trubisky an opportunity moving forward to the future thinking you have a chance to do something good because this game they played against Tampa, it wasn't necessarily a bad game. It wasn't like they couldn't drive the football. It was just the mistakes. I mean, think of nine of 12, three, inter- three incompletions, two of them are interceptions for touchdowns. I mean, that, to, to me, nine of 12, that's okay, you know, in the first half. Three incompletions, you know, some may be batted balls, one may be thrown out of bounds, one may be pass interference by the offense, but to have three incompletions and two of those incompletions are turnovers, it all of a sudden get you to the point where you say, okay, can this get a little bit better for Mike Glennon or do we have a better chance by bringing the young kid in, maybe move the pocket just a little bit and see what he could do with throwing the football down the field. So I I, I honestly, um, as a coach, I would maybe give it one more week uh, because if you look within that division, uh, you see a Minnesota Vikings team that lost today against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Of course, Sam Bradford didn't play. I'm I'm assuming uh, because of the knee issue he had during the week by not practicing. So, it may be a little worse than we think it is. Uh, to seeing a Green Bay Packer team that's going to play in the latter part of this evening, probably real shortly, in the next 20 to 30 minutes or so, they'll be on television playing against uh, the defending NFC champions in the Atlanta Falcons here in Atlanta. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see that game. But there was a lot of games that were good. How about the Jaguars? Got stopped by the Tennessee Titans. Held yeah, in we don't want to, to talk about yards. that today, Cordell. That's and not on the agenda today. Of course you don't. <laughs> I know, you know, Alex Smith, a back, I mean, come on, back to back performances. Last week, it was a high scoring game. Last week, this time, it came down to the Battle of the Trenches, getting late in the latter part of the game. Coach Andy Reid getting really creative with doing a, a shovel pass to, uh, to Travis Kelsey. I mean, Justin Houston doing what he's been doing, being able to come in and apply pressure, force a batted pass to go up in the air, interception. I mean, a lot of good football. Uh, being played today uh, to the point where it makes you wonder, you know, in the, how about the other kid? How about Tom Terrific? Look at the comeback he had, guys. I mean, he just, what, put up four touchdowns? I mean, over 400 and something more yards. I mean, it was pretty darn special, 19 of 25, 289 yards and three touchdowns just in the first half alone. So, you know, a lot of good football, a lot of great uh, back-to-back good weeks for some quarterbacks, particularly. Alex Smith, especially him, rebounding well, Tom Brady, uh, getting a chance to see your your favorite quarterback of all, Kirk Cousins, uh, Brian Weber, actually have an opportunity to play some really good football. Don't forget uh, Kirk Cousins. Don't forget Kirk Cousins. No, I just
1: mentioned it at Cornell. You'll be happy to know Jared Goff threw an interception. Washington's going to oh, no. win that game on the road in L.A. Oh. 27-20. We can update what Denver's doing. It's officially a beatdown over your Dallas Cowboys. Touchdown, C.J. Anderson, Denver now cruising 35-10. Last one for me, and this is going to sound counterintuitive. Steeler defense looked very good in part because Case Keenum is just a guy. Did Sam Bradford demonstrate his value by being unable to play in this game, Cordell, because watching and listening on TuneIn Premium, the Vikings could do nothing offensively without him?
0: I think so. I mean, it goes back to even what I said, how much I like him. It's unfortunate for him. Uh, and this team that he was injured and his services couldn't be used enough. Um, you know, it could have been one of those cases by the coaching staff because of his knee being an issue, because of because of the surgeries he's had, because of his ACL issues over time, maybe could have tweaked something. The coach said, you know what, this is an AFC game. We may not need this game. So let's just go ahead and let you sit out and see what happens. But truthfully, for the value in which you ask me about when it comes to Sam Bradford, I honestly feel like he did – give the coaches in this office, the front office, an opportunity to see how valuable he is to this team. The number one issue when it comes to his value, though, is while, yes, he's valuable to the team because of what he's able to do, what he's done last year, what he's done at the very beginning of this year against the Saints, now it comes back to the health. You know, is the health going to be an issue moving forward if the value is really good, but yet it could potentially cost us having to pay him more money than we may want to, if it comes to that point. So I think this season, I think you have to take it game by game, of course, week to week, and then at the same time understand what his value is. He's, he's, I mean, he's obviously the most valuable player, I would say, on this football team, considering what we saw from one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, Case Keenum, and playing out there today against the Steelers. And, of course, T.J. Watt, uh, he ended up leaving the game because of a groin issue there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But great win for the Steelers, unfortunately lost for – the Minnesota Vikings wonder what's wrong with Sam Bradford, and hopefully as we move forward with our show and no huddle, starting tomorrow we'll get an opportunity to get some insight on what's going on with that case and situation, and David, cover all the other stuff that we, you guys have been covering so far up until this point, as well as what we're going to have a chance to see later on this evening.
1: All right, partner, have a good night. We'll have three big hours tomorrow. One of our staples on a Monday is somebody's getting slashed. Are you going to tell like it is and carve up this Dallas defense? They look Horrible on the road in Denver.
0: I think I'm going to carve up there, everything from top to bottom uh, because they went on the road and truly stuck up the joint. They couldn't accomplish anything, whether it's the offensive line not being able to create a hole for Ezekiel Elliott uh, to Dak Prescott, even though his numbers are efficient but still not able to get much done. Dez uh, Bryant getting a push off on, on a great play uh, that he had down the field with a key to lead, one of my favorite players, with the greatest name of all time in football. Uh, so it, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm transparent when it comes to it. I mean, you know, sometimes it's hard, but at the same time, I have to be transparent and call it what it is because it's not looking good. Trevor Simeon truly looked like a pro football uh, quarterback to football quarterback today in that game. Fast Joseph looked like he's having a great time on the sideline. But, guys, let's just be realistic. Denver, the Denver Broncos just looked like they were moving much faster than the Dallas Cowboys, playing and simple on offense as well as defense and also on special teams. So, uh, they get this victory and blowing them out as you mentioned, Brian. Well deserved for Denver uh, because they're playing like they really wanted, and Dallas has looked like they're trying to figure out what the heck is going on.
1: Thank you, Cordell. Have a great night. Looking forward to a big show tomorrow. I'll talk to you then. All right, gents.
0: The NFL is on. Tune in. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from one to eight p.m. Eastern.